I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run a podcast. I'm not a professional podcaster. And also, I'm not good at keeping on schedule with anything ever. So I, I'm sorry. And this is Zach Lyman, your host of the Zach Lyman podcast or LimeWire or whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to put a sponsor in this episode because really it's just an apology entrance to maybe more episodes. And everyone saw on Instagram that I posted a picture of me recording one. And now I've been getting text messages of like, when are you going to put it out? And that's not a good thing to have because I'm re I'm redoing that episode right now. And uh, the guest for that episode, because I feel it's fair is to be, Lou Moon, who's one of my best friends, who's been in comedy for like two years now, and we'll get more into that, but he's really kind of a good uh, a good guy to tell you where I've been and what I've been doing and why I'm a piece of shit. So let's just get into it. Uh, my guest, Lou Moon, thank you for being here. Hi, Zach. Uh, it's It's very easy to be here, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh right now you and I are in my RV. Yeah, I I was just thinking uh before uh before we started, I'm just like this could be like the next like Marin's garage. <laughs> Marin's yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, it's going to get like 27 cats in here. Uh I I never pictured really recording episodes of a podcast in my RV. Really? No, not really. Like, because I think space. it's like such a home thing for me. Like, hey, welcome to where I live. Also, it's small. <laughs> yeah, not like, um, because well, I'm I'm living in the RV. Uh, for for now is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I'm living in the RV. Uh, definitely for the summer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we recorded an episode together. Yes, we and did. And it kind of covered, like, hey, this is what we've been working on. This is what you've been doing, Zach. This is what I've been doing. Right. And it was over the phone. And I recorded it here in the RV. And then I called you. Yeah. And I felt okay about the episode. But sure. then you happened to move up here shortly. After, like, you happened to move into my RV shortly after that conversation. Yeah, like like, you know, two or three weeks after. And, um, well, and, and like the, the over the phone interview was fun, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, it was like at night and like, I went to sleep right after. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right after. Um, not that like, I wasn't just like, that was boring time to sleep or whatever. <laughs> um, Podcast put me to sleep. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I just had a rough day and you know, it was, you know, I was home. I was back home in Arizona. Yeah. And uh I think it just I was just generally tired. Yeah. And I I I remember hanging hanging up the phone afterwards and like saying to myself I could have done better. I mean, I do that every time I get off the phone. Yeah, Even no. Even if it's just like a call to like a friend. <laughs> I didn't give that phone call my all. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I mean, but like, like that's that's how I am with almost every single thing I do. 
Yeah, but I honestly, I felt the same way about the podcast. I felt like we covered it and it was a good dry run, but it really yeah. didn't feel like a good episode. I felt like we kind of lost the pacing of the show. Yeah, and it was mostly just like sort of talking about how we met, which I, I figured we would get into again either way. Yeah. Um, and like what we've been working on for the past, you know, um, I mean, about, about the past, you know, year and a half that we've really you know, solidly been working together. Yeah, yeah, we became good friends. We've done yeah. shows together. And you know me well enough to know that I, I, when I travel or when I do any kind of bigger gigs, I like to just have my friends or people that I really enjoy on that because a lot of times you have to travel with them. Right. And that's more important than the show sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, okay, can I be in a car for 14 hours with this man or woman? And... Uh, you, I don't, I don't know. I'm weird. I'm introvert. So (laughs) sometimes I'm like, that just sounds tiring. Right. But yeah, no, we've, we've gotten to know each other from that. But yeah. So Lou, you've been doing stand up for like two years for two years. Yeah. My, uh, as of recording this, um, my, uh, my two year comedy anniversary is in, uh, is in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy to think about because I was basically there. But it's also weird yeah. because this podcast has been around for a while now. Sure. Even though like it used to be like a thing. Like, <laughs> like well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember you I remember you like, you know, when we were first getting to know each other, you know, you were telling me about this podcast. Yeah. Um and like I remember just being like floored. Because you you were like uh, like yeah I've had like Mike Kaplan on and you at the time it was so nonchalant I'm just like I fucking love Mike Kaplan it's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so like yeah whatever I had Mike Kaplan on here <laughs> like, yeah no like I've had some great guests and yeah. even like someone like uh, Michael Longfellow when right. he has an episode on here and that's back when like Michael and Cap- I don't know what time period that was fully because it's kind of a mess yeah but. That was around the time that Capono, who's also been on the show, and Mike uh, Longfellow and me all kind of were a part of the Grand Ave open mic. Oh, yeah. And we're just like, we were a part of that scene. And then he quickly moved and has been on Conan yeah. and everything else amazing. God. And he has to, like his own career. And it's just weird. That's like the time. It's just... I don't know, man. I started this podcast when I was, like, depressed in Kentucky. <laughs> and then I was like, let me do it depressedly. Depressedly? Yeah, <laughs> Elvis was... Presley? Yeah. <laughs> we, we went for the same joke. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me do this with with just a cover of depression on it in Arizona. Right. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm kind of running an open mic terribly. No one's really asking me to That's, do anything. Well, that, um... <laughs> That's when, well, that's when I met you. Was when you were, uh, you know, running that open mic. Um, before, but before we get into that, um, did I tell you that story about how I think I accidentally made Michael Longfellow uh, uncomfortable the last time I saw him? No. How'd oh, yeah. you? Un- how? how? <laughs> um, first of all, uh, I fucking love Michael Longfellow, uh, one of the nicest yeah. comedians I've ever met, and. Um, I did a show uh, back home. Uh, he and I both did a show together called uh, This Week Sucks Tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, I I was with um, I was with uh, this girl. Uh, I call her my not-girlfriend, uh, Sierra. <laughs> like, 
this is a no label sort of thing. But um, I was with her, and I saw Michael Longfellow at the bar, and um, I was like, uh, I I was introducing the two of them together, yeah. um, and I was like, uh, Michael, Michael, this is Sierra, uh, Sierra, this is Michael. I was like, uh, I was, you know, I, offhandedly, I was like, yeah, Michael's famous. He was on Conan, <laughs> you know, whatever. And he was just like, yeah, I'm famous, Lou. And he just like walked away. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> That's a lot of buildup for that story. That was a lot of, <laughs> like, you, you really took your time. Fat. Yeah, there was a lot of fat on that story, Lou. Yeah. That's... You should really cut, you could have cut that story down to, I was with a girl and I said he was on Conan and he left. Could have saved us all five minutes, Lou, but that's fine. Five minutes. Wow. Okay. You have a weird a view of time. This is a, a weird place to give me notes, Zach, I think. Lou, I also have a couple notes I want to bring up on the podcast of your stand-up. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, please, please do. I've been writing them down. Let me just get... But no, uh, Michael, if you're listening, I'm sorry. And I love you. <laughs> Michael, I do love you too. Um, yeah, so, okay. Uh, going back on track. Yeah. Uh, Grand App Pizza, Capono, Michael, me. Mm-hmm. More Capono and Michael for sure. Me, less me. I didn't know what I was doing. And then you, that's your third open mic ever? It was my third open mic ever. Um, what were yeah. the first two? Uh, God, what a, um, what a, a fucking tragedy this was. Um, my, my first open mic ever was a little show called, uh, The New Faces of Comedy mm. uh, at Stand Up Live. Okay. That's a very large venue. It was a very first... large venue. I thought that's like you 300, did 400. Like, yeah, I, I would say Stand Up Live probably seats about 400 people. And, yeah. um, you know, of course, there were like you know six hundred people on the show. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They need more performers than than audience members. Yeah, lots of new faces in comedy, um, and um, you know, uh, for those of you you know not familiar with that whole thing, it's a it's a bringer show at a, a at a large club. Yeah, basically. So that goes exactly how you think it goes. Yeah, exactly. You bring ten people. Those ten people bring you know buy two drinks, and you get you know stage time at a big club. Yep, you get five minutes, and they get a thousand dollars per performer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and so, and the the thing about a crowd like New Faces is that you know everyone's drinking, and yeah, you know, so it's like, um, you know, these are just it's a crowd of people who were brought by comedians who probably don't know comedy. Yeah, well, don't know. You know. Yeah, it's. It's just, you know, it, it's hard to do bad in a situation like that. Exactly. So my first time doing comedy, you know, um, my first time doing comedy, you know, from like an outsider's perspective, you know, went pretty well. You know, <laughs> yeah. all, you know, all You're to like, say. I am killing this I did, comedy yeah, thing. I did five minutes of garbage and <laughs> uh, like had a good reaction from the crowd. And I was like, comedy is easy, you know. <laughs> And then, <laughs> what's everyone complaining about? I could do this all the time. Exactly, and so that was that was a Sunday show, and then I was writing that high on Monday, and by the time Tuesday came around, I was like, "Shit, I have to keep doing this, otherwise I'm going to explode." Okay, you know, it's like 
I just immediately fell in love. Right. Uh, with comedy. And yeah. So, um, I went from new faces to uh, the open mic at Dos Gringos, uh, which is just a Mexican restaurant. That's a Mexican restaurant. Um, that shouldn't have any microphones. No, absolutely not. Uh, that is um, just that is a room where nobody laughs. <laughs> and uh, it's just like it's like a vacuum of laughter it's just like anything anything that could be uh defined as laughter just gets sucked I, away i pictured like an elderly prep cook being like i haven't heard laughter in this building in years <laughs> uh, i just i've just been cutting limes for the past 20 years and suddenly i'm 59 you know sort of thing <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, um, but <laughs> it's just the general vibe of Dos Gringos. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's exactly yeah. the vibe of it. But um, I was really excited uh, for I was really excited for that open mic uh, because I knew that chips and salsa were free. Wow. Uh, I so, mean, that's yeah, the only reason you should do comedy. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I mean, this is my second open mic ever, and I'm just like free chips and salsa. I gotta do comedy there. <laughs> um, you know, I still do that choice though. Like if they're like oh, yeah. free hot wings, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Ten <Yeah>. minutes, fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta work this joke out about sprinklers or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> and um. So, um, I do comedy there and, uh, it, uh, crushed my spirit, basically. <laughs> um, it was just like, it's such a, such a, such an uncanny valley of, yeah. um, just like going from comedy is easy and I'm in love with it to immediately just being like, comedy is really hard and I don't know if I can deal with it. With uh, the soul crushingness of it, of the silence. Yeah, no, you saw like every edge of it very quickly. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was very, it very much gave me whiplash. <laughs> like, yeah, I can only imagine really at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I started at, uh, coffee shops. Yeah. So I was used to not laughter. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, it was just that was like, my, like, this is normal. I remember the first time I did like a bringer type of show. Yeah. And it was just heavy laughter. And I was like, I've crushed harder than I've ever crushed in my whole life. <laughs> and, you, and I totally did not. <laughs> like, I didn't right. deserve a single laugh. Like, and, and you know you know what's weird? You know what's funny? Is that um, I, I did, I've done uh, New Faces uh, uh, two more times since, <laughs> yeah. since the, the first can't give it up, it. Blue, huh? Well, no, I mean, it's just like every, like, you know, comics talk about it. And it's just like, you know, I should do that again sometime, sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've done it, uh, three times in total. And honestly, um, my best set out of those three was my first one. <laughs> and, like, it's so weird how that's that weird just worked to, yeah, out. Yeah, that's weird to think about. Yeah. So that's over. And then Tuesday comes around. Yeah. And, you're like pizza and comedy. Well, yeah, because in a backyard. Well, like that was uh, I went there on the recommendation of um, I had two friends in comedy uh, at that point. Yeah, uh, I met at New Faces, and then I saw at Dos Gringos. Uh, it was uh, two fellows by the names of uh, David Pena and Avery Archer. 
Oh, that's uh, oh, that's a very yeah. soon relationship. Yeah, right. It was uh, the 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 first two people I met in comedy were those guys. Very nice people. Oh, and the best. I love them both very much. Super nice. Uh, like, uh, Avery is just this like fantastic like quiet soul who I love to talk shop with, and yeah. you know, <laughs> David just has like the energy of a million bumblebees, and like, it just... yeah, David brings the fire for comedy, and honestly, it's inspiring. Yeah. For anyone, because he... you're like this guy doesn't care that they're putting up the chairs and sweeping. Yeah. He is still going to go he gives deep it, in that bit, bit. Yeah. He gives it his all no matter the venue. And it's so, refreshing. So they were like, hey, uh, you got to check out Grand Ave. Yeah. I heard it's a cool place. Exactly. And so then you get to Grand Ave and you run into. Um, yeah. I, I meet you in Capono. Yeah. And um, I I think I made fun of you. <laughs> like my my first time, you made fun of me. I think so because everyone else was, and you're like, I want to be a part of the gang. Is that uh, what it, it... it was like? It, it was it was something like that. But uh, like the general energy you brought back was just like whatever, man. Like I I host this as well, and then I like <laughs> like and like I didn't know that, and then you got up to host, and I'm like, and in my head, I'm just like, now I gotta say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this dummy in the front here, sitting sitting all eager in front and right. dumb. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't think I like I was like outworthy. I think I was just sort of like snide with you, just yeah. like hey, you know, like I look cooler than that guy in my head, you know. Oh, you know? <laughs> good I, to know. I, like <laughs> I, I think that's how I felt. Um, I like that your first instinct when you met me was like, "Well, I'm cooler than that guy." Yeah, no, it, I, I, was, I was in a weird frame that's of mind. So great. Oh, <laughs> well, because like my like I started doing comedy like after just like all this weird, like, tragic shit started happening in my life, you know? Yeah. So I was just in a really weird frame of mind from when I started until, like, basically, you know, until I started, you know, writing decent jokes. Yeah. What I do miss about Capono and I running the show was that was a... And I, I remember thinking deeply... Because I was going through a lot at that time. I just moved back. Yeah. I went through a major breakup. I didn't know what I was doing, and literally, uh, Longfellow suggested that I just come hang out at that open mic. Yeah, and just kind of like, hey, you know, you're you're around people, don't kill yourself. Basically, right. is the yeah. idea. Yeah, and so I started hanging around, and then Longfellow didn't want to host, or he was moving, or I think he, I think it was before he was moving, he was trying to like change his life up so he could prepare to move. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I honestly was just kind of, like, working through a lot of shit. I wasn't doing well at stand-up. I was kind of just, like, coasting in jokes. Right. And it was, like, what I thought of that week. And then I was doing the 10-second jokes at that time. So I was like, uh, here's a couple 10-second jokes I thought of when I was crying in my car earlier. (laughs) And everyone was like, this is the most depressing Zach I've ever seen. And uh, Capono... Became a good friend, but I remember vividly thinking, "Hey, this is going to be one one of those slivers of time that you're always going to hold on to because it really felt like a family." And I'm sure you felt that when you got there. You're like, "This is like not a this isn't an open mic. This is like a a weekly family meeting." Yeah, I I definitely felt that way. You know, because um, you know, it's like 
every every new timer, you know, when they start uh, yeah. in in Phoenix is like, you know, go to TreverSkies.com, you know, <laughs> map, uh, map out all the open mics, yeah, and uh, just start going to them every day. And um, really, I was I was really only going to mics uh, on Tuesday at Grand Ave because I was scared of every other one. Oh yeah, like um. And then, you know, that's when I started doing, um, you know, I really started doing it more regularly when I was, you know, I started going to Lawn Gnome on Mondays, uh, which I eventually started hosting. And then uh, Wednesdays, uh, I usually went to, um, I started going to Toso's, even though it was like super far away yeah. from where I was living at that point. And, um, and then I think I was going to like Spinelli's every once in a while on Thursdays. Yeah. And that's when I started, you know, getting good at comedy. But, you know, and that... You when know, was that? You started getting good at comedy? Um, I mean, <laughs> getting good at comedy, you know, that's a... <laughs> I, I should say I was, you know, learning. I was I just figured out how to do, like, joke structure. And, like, I learned that, um, you know, being a comedian is also being a performer and entertainer. And it's not yeah. just a guy who it's screams. Just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. Uh, so in the last two years, yeah, you and I have hung out a lot. A lot. We started bonding over food. Is probably where it started. Yeah, because I mean, when we met, you know, we talked about comedy a little bit, and then, uh, we got coffee one day. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you asked me to get a cup of coffee, and I yeah. said I have no friends. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was basically, um, I was just like. You know, I think I was like a month in at that point. And yeah, something I, like that. And I was going to Grand Ave every Tuesday, and uh, you know, I wanted to hang out. And I, basically, what I was doing was I was looking for a mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh God, not me!" Like, like that's what I was like. <laughs> I'm positive. I, I this is how I kind of remember that time period. Yeah, is you're like, "Give me advice." I'm like, "Here's a lot of advice." But right. also, I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, I think that was kind of like my thing at the time was like, because uh, I was struggling. And, yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't even know if I was going to continue doing stand-up. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, like we talked about this the other day. Yeah. Where, you know, just a lot of people who start doing comedy will usually like, I would say a solid, you know, like 80 to 90% just like stop doing it after one month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, it's like three months in, you're like, you're burned out, you're done. Exactly. Or something, you know? You know, and so it's like, you know, you have that in your head as well as like, who the fuck knows what this guy is going to do, you know, like with his life. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, me personally working through things. This guy, I don't even know if he's going to stick around. Yeah. You know, but I gave it my best. And I, uh, you know, it's like when you're uh, like, you are the child on the bike. Yeah. And I'm the father behind pushing. Yeah. But when I let go, I don't know if you're going to just eat shit or if yeah. you're going to like continue riding right. that bicycle of comedy through the mountains of time. <laughs> that was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I feel like you could have cut that down a little bit. You know, instead of making like a five minute thing, you could have just said. Lou, you um... know my jokes are wordy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no, but like I was very much, you know, a deer in the headlights with yeah. um in in this new world that I fell in love with and um 
you know, you've been you've been living with me for the past, uh, you know, two weeks or so, and so um, <laughs> has it really been that long? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it'll be uh, three weeks fucking oh. oh, uh, on Wednesday, you know, um, but um, our one month anniversary. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the honeymoon phase is over. And, <laughs> no, um, um, but uh, I think you can attest to this. It's just like I. I'm I'm terrified of doing things without guidance sometimes because it's just like it's been drilled into me by the outside world. I'm just gonna fuck it up. So yeah, it was just like I knew that I needed someone in comedy to help to help me to, to help me show the ropes. Right. Yeah. Right. And you picked the wrong person. I am so sorry, Lou. <laughs> I well, just <laughs> well, no, I gotta it, apologize well, to like, you. I, <laughs> You know, like I, I start, I started seeing you a little bit less after that, and uh, like, yeah, no, that's true. That's yeah, that's uh, something we talked about in the first time we kind of yeah. had this run around. Was like I, the first time we went around, I honestly was just kind of like asking you, like, what, what happened? Because like I went into like this weird blur of literally working all the time, yeah, barely doing stand up, and then I was, uh, and then I started a food truck company, yeah. and I bought two food trucks. Two food carts. Yeah. <laughs> hired a team. Yeah, you had a fleet. I had a fl- yeah, I had a fleet, and then also not only I had other jobs, and uh, and then it d- I was like, let's date someone. Yeah. <laughs> and that was also a mess, and it was just like this ongoing, like just a blur until uh, until someone offered me a lot of money to buy one of my trucks. Yeah. And I said, y- y- take it please and then <laughs> right like i you, you know what it was i think um i think we started hanging out a lot more often um and i might be wrong on this but this is sort of how i remember it okay is um we started hanging out more often um after i uh after i booked you on uh this show i had put together uh back in the valley uh called punk is dead but comedy isn't i think you were on either the first one or the second one Oh yeah, no, I remember bombing hard on that. Yeah, <laughs> it was a rough room. It I was... bombed so hard that M- Matt Stores used half of his time to just apologize. And... Is that true? I don't remember that. Yeah, Matt Stores went up at he kind of not apologized to the crowd, but more apologized to me that like things aren't going well. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, and I think that just sums up everything I was going through. Yeah, that's yikeroonies. Um, and it felt good. I was like, "Thanks, Matt." He knows. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. Uh, Matt Storrs is amazing. But, yeah, um, but you're right. I think it was around that time we started hanging out more. Yeah, and I started hanging out with Tristan, and I yeah. just started like there was a real turning point where I'm like, you know what? I need to like l- less focus on things, and I really miss comedy. And, uh, you know, and I, I wasn't recording the podcast at the time. I kind of yeah. just stopped doing that. That was going to be my next question, Lou, is yeah. should I bring back the podcast? That, I mean, my my heart says yes. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, I, I absolutely think you should bring back the podcast. Um, but I, I also know that... You have some notes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're a little wordy. Um, like, listen up, Pete Holmes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, like, I, I, I think 
absolutely yes but i i also think that um like you're i know that you're a super busy guy you have like six jobs you know or like seven jobs or whatever and you know you and i are you know doing comedy every night and yeah. um like you know uh, we we would just have to you know make sure that you know you find the time for it yeah and, and that, that's why i God, it was like weekly and then bi-weekly and then never. And, right. And I really feel like maybe a monthly or every two weeks or something is like if I even want to attempt at doing this again. Well, like every two weeks is, you know, it's it's pretty doable. You know, once a month is just like, I mean, come on. You might as well, like, I mean, absolutely once a month. Yeah, but, once a month is easy. I think you should, you know, at least commit to, you know, maybe doing it bi-weekly and then, you know, if... Uh, we find the time for it, then yeah, you know, do it once a week. Again. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I'm terrible at booking people. I forget to even ask. That's <laughs> like the, I, I've like had comedians. I've told you this. I've had local comedians upset at me for not being on the podcast, That's very and I'm odd. like, well, first off, I forgot that I had a podcast. Second off, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't ask. <laughs> it's, it's very odd that that would elicit like anger. You know, like that's that's, that's such a weird thing to me. Um, Why not me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just like I don't know. You know, like I, you know, thank you for having me on the podcast, but like, do I deserve it? <laughs> like, do I deserve it? Like, I, I, I don't know. You know, it's like you know, getting me as a guest is easy. I'm, I'm sleeping. I, was, I sleep in the kitchen. You know, it's like... <laughs> I sleep in the kitchen. Mm. But um... okay, well, I, that makes me feel better. Maybe I, maybe I will bring it back. Maybe I'll not be so hard on myself. I used to really uh, try my best on every episode, and I really put effort into it. And I always felt like if I wasn't giving 100%, I would stop. And I did. I felt like at the end there that I just wasn't going to give 100%. Well, yeah, it's like – and it's also like there's a – you know, um, you know, I was doing my own podcast back home. Yeah. You know, for a good while. You know, I was doing a podcast with Tristan Bowling. Yep. And um, even before I left, uh, we just kind of silently agreed to stop doing it. You know, <laughs> like we never talked about it. You know, I would bring it up every once in a while of just like, are we going to do, you know, Ghost Boys again? It's like, yeah, 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 You know, of course we are, but uh, we just, you know, haven't gotten around to it. You yeah. Know, Tristan's busy. I'm busy. And, like, comedy is hard enough as it is, you know, and, you know, add in this whole thing that's basically a labor of love that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, you know, you and I are doing comedy in Spokane right now. Yeah. You know, for the summer. And it's like. You know, people here are talking about, you know, their own personal podcasts. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is what it sounds like. It's it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, when we we were at the movies and the girl in the, in the beginning, before even the trailers, when they're showing all those ads and stuff, like she pitched her podcast. Yeah. She's like, thanks for watching my news thing. Also, I have a podcast. So and that immediately do? just, like, it makes me cringe compared to, like, I thought there was a bunch when I started this. Yeah, and then uh, I was wrong. It is like well, even everyone has a podcast, and it scares me. I think there's like, I think if you talk to any comedian out there, there is a fifty-fifty chance that they have a podcast, right? Like, and it's it's a whole thing of you know, like what makes this special, what doesn't make this special. It's like you know, because 
And you know me, I'm a big podcast fan. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. But like um even, you know, the huge amount of podcasts I listen to you know, and I listen to a couple of local podcasts. Yeah. Um but it's almost every single time I hear about a podcast happening, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Well, it's like the thing with like anyone that's not super famous. Right. In a lot of the times they forget that like other people are going to listen to it. Yeah. And so it's just like inside baseball for an hour. Very much and so. And you're yeah. just like, okay, great. I don't really know what any of that means. Right. Like, yeah. And so I, I always worry about that. You know, even like us talking about like granddad pizza and stuff. It's like, sure, you don't know what that is, but I try to leave it so. Right. So it's open, so anyone can join because that's that's exactly why I tune out of a lot of like you're right fifty fifty percent of someone has a podcast and that's that's where I just I'm like okay this yeah. is enough and like the whole like inside baseball talk is I think on one hand I think people as a whole are just as interested in comedians as they are in comedy yeah like I mean comics are weird people very we we are very strange people. Yeah, you know, like, like half the stuff I do doesn't make sense to me as it doesn't make sense <laughs> to Lou Moon as a person, but like Lou Moon the comic, it's like it makes sense, you know, just like doing things for a bit later. Oh yeah, like I couldn't even tell you how many. It's especially in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, it's more about the story than actually caring about what it's happening. Right. It's so weird. Like, when's that? That that's a turning point in your life when you're like, no, I'll just do it because right. No, <laughs> what's, exactly. What's going to come out of this? <laughs> no, like, but like before I left, you know, I I was making plans to like I was I was thinking about like making plans to take to take a tour of the Arizona Scientology Center just yeah. to write a joke about it. Yeah, and like I didn't even think about like what could have happened. Like the easily, they easily could have just like brainwashed me. I'm I'm pretty gullible. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. well, that's like me and like the five hundred dollar cars. Right. Like, yeah. It started with I had no money and I was poor. Yeah. And I bought a five hundred dollar truck. Right. And then I bought a scooter for like two hundred bucks. Yeah. And then it just I just snowballed. I end up buying uh, all the time. I buy five hundred dollar cars. And then leave them places or just let them break down or, like, let them – I don't know. I just – it's – I get my money's worth and then I don't care. Like, right now, you and I are driving around a van that I paid right. $500 for. Yeah. And it's definitely maybe worth $700. Like, it's <laughs> – it's got slightly more upgrades than the other $500 vehicles. Yeah, like... But at the same time, like, if there's a day that you and I are driving and then it just breaks down – I'm just going to look for another car. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, for the meantime, I like, in the moment, I don't think about how, like, shitty this is. It's just like, this is getting us to comedy shows right now. <laughs> but, like, there, like, there is a very real chance that that thing will just, like, explode. Yeah. I had a van catch on fire. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's. I don't know, like, but now it's more of like I don't know if it's a I I don't know when the bit ends and where my real life starts. Yeah, and that is very like <laughs> that. That's a very like bittersweet life. Yeah, where it's like Zach lives a funny life, but does he do it on purpose? I don't know anymore. Like, like, Am I choosing this? <laughs> well, no. It's it's more like like Zach like Zach lives a funny life, but is it good? 
<laughs> you know, like because like I I've, I I I have asked myself that very same question, and like, is my life good? I mean, comparatively, yes, but does it feel good? Absolutely not. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Oh man, I don't know, man. So you you and I have traveled some. We're yeah. gonna be we're like already booking like so many other cities together. Yeah, we're definitely which we're is fun. On it. Yeah. Which it's it's nice because I've done. I don't know, a handful of tours, and some of them are completely alone. Some of them I've been with other comics, and right. some of those comics I don't even talk to anymore. Sure. And that's just kind of like the the way it goes. But it's cool knowing that you and I are kind of like building this thing together of like, we're going to do some shows, we're going to travel, we got the RV, we can travel around the RV, right. we can sleep in the kitchen. I yeah. got a bed. It's exactly. fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I enjoy sleeping here. You yeah, know? Like, it's a great... I comp- Don't get me wrong. I love my RV. I would never trade it for anything else. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. But at the same time, it's just kind of like a weird life of... I live in an RV and I travel around the country telling jokety jokes. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. that is just... I mean that's all that's really that really is a lifestyle I have always longed for, you know. Yeah, and a lot of people do long for it and I get asked about it all the time at yeah. open mics where they're like, "So you literally just live in your RV and travel to shows." And I'm like, "Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I take a plane and I park my RV somewhere and then I come back to it, but for the most part, yeah, I, that's what I do." Yeah. And people seem into it. But I, it's kind of like the whole hashtag van life movement where people are like, I'll follow it on Instagram, but I'm not really going to do it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's it's the whole thing of um, like a lot. I think a lot of people want this lifestyle, but they're not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like they just don't realize the thi- the, the things that they're going to have to do. Right. Which is like, you know, like simple stuff like you and I filling up water. Sure. You gotta like put water into your home, right? And, <laughs> and yeah, it's definitely like a weird thing. Yeah, but but um, for the most part, I mean, maybe I've been living in the RV too long, where I'm just like, this is normal. But right. for the most part, it really doesn't seem that different than living in an apartment. Well, no, because like I I remember, um, like when we were first becoming friends, you know, like you offered to like let me live in the RV, and I was like, I'm not gonna live in an RV. <laughs> you know, like in my head, I was like, "There's no fucking way I'm gonna do that." Yeah, you were you were in a tight spot, and you and you were thinking that you might have to move somewhere. And yeah, I, remember, I do remember being like, "Hey, man, yeah. I got my RV sleeps eight. <laughs> yeah, like I, my life is basically a, a series of tight spots, and uh, <laughs> like, um, me too, man. <laughs> but no, because it's just like the like the biggest motivator. In that was just like oh, I, I can't leave my bed. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I, I I am very weirdly like bonded like to my bed. Okay. I I love my bed so much. Okay. Um, it's a king size mattress. Yeah. Um, I I do everything there. <laughs> like it's like um. That's really gross. Well, no, like I. I <laughs> I shit in it, and then I eat the shit, and then no. Um, Didn't you learn from having dogs ever? <laughs> I basically am a large dog. Um, That's why I call you Lulu. I'm I'm one of those dogs with a, like a, like a flat face with like breathing problems. <laughs> flat face. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, <sighs> when do I eat next? Is <laughs> my entire life. Um, oh man. Just that with cigarettes. Um, but, 
God, well, like, cause like I have, and I have always loved tight spaces. Yeah. Like I have a studio apartment back home. Yeah. And it's too big. <laughs> yeah. I have a I like my living room. I don't go in. It's, um, you know, I have like where my mattress is, where my kitchen is, and my bathroom. Right. And then there's a whole other, like, living room area that I just I don't touch. Yeah. I don't go to. Yeah. So, like, this is honestly perfect. Living. This is perfect. And I even told you before you even moved in here that, uh, so I set up the TV. We have a large TV. Yeah. And we have an Xbox with Netflix and stuff. I didn't even have the TV plugged in before you got here. Really? Yeah. I literally did not have the TV or Xbox set up. I was watching everything from my laptop in my bed, and I never stepped foot in this living room that we're sitting in. Really? <laughs> yeah. This is, this was never used. That's crazy. Yeah. Like. Because we, now we spend so much time here hanging out. Yeah, no. We just sit here. We watch, uh, like, the fuck, we fucking watch the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, we've been watching Larry Sanders. We've been watching, we watch all the Netflix specials and stuff. Like, we, this is like, hey, this is us decompressing after, you know, all the shit we got to do all day. Yeah, right. It's, it's funny that you, uh, you caught me in, uh, you caught me in my Gary Shandling obsession. (laughs) <laughs> right now, and so we're just like going going over everything, Gary Shandling. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Like, but before uh, we get too off track here, Lee, yeah, I do want to ask you another question. Yes. What advice? Because I know you love giving advice. I I do, and I, that's a but thing. this is a part of the podcast. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember everything that I've always covered in podcasts. I'm trying to be fair here. Yeah, because the this is. An episode, <laughs> so right? Yeah. What I- what advice do you have for someone that's maybe a year in? A a year in, um, I don't know. It's it's funny because it's like, I feel like I feel like I've been doing comedy for like twenty years. You like, sound like you've been doing comedy for twenty years. It's it and it's it's a weird way because it's like, I don't know, um. You and I don't disagree on a lot of things, yeah. and that's rare for someone that is so new in comedy that I don't. I'm not like I'm not like no Lou. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Like we never really yeah. had that conversation. You you and I seem to agree a lot, and uh, mine's from like learning from my own mistakes, and yours is from like learning from other people's mistakes, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what advice do you have? I would say. Um, That's that's difficult. I I think I have uh, two major things okay. that I want to cover with that. Uh, the first thing I would tell you, if if you're a year in or maybe even just like a couple of months in, is like be obsessed with comedy. And I I know that's such a, like a weird, vague thing to say, but I feel like a lot of people, especially like new people, think that comedy is it's just therapy you know it's that comedy is just a a thing you do like you know a couple of nights a week and you just go up and you get shit off your chest and it's like that is some that is someone's version of comedy yeah for sure like i i won't deny that but um, used to be mine for sure yeah like but it's like Look at someone, you know, there are a lot of shouty comics out there. You know, like a guy a guy you and I talk a, a lot about is Bill Burr. And, um, and you know, for good reason. Bill Burr is one of the greats right now. And, like, he shouts a lot, a lot at the audience, but there's, like, a method. Uh-huh. It's like, 
but I didn't know that until I listened to him closely and like a lot more like in depth. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, when you get to levels like that is when you know you're obsessed with comedy. It's just like listening and watching, you know, as much comedy as you can. Yeah. So that it's just like, I, I remember, I remember really, um, and you're not going to like this. Um, really, the, <laughs> really the person, Great. um, really the person who, I, who I was listening to a lot, who, um, really showed me like, just by listening to his work, um, basically listening to him showed me how to like do tags in a story is Kyle Kinane. It's like, uh, Kyle Kinane is a great storyteller, but it's, be- and then it's just like, I realized I can't just tell a story on stage. You know, there's got to be things in it that are funny that lead up to the punchline of the story that is also funny. I also want to add that I don't have a problem with Kyle Kinane. <laughs> I don't want people to, like, email me in and be like, what's up with you not liking Kyle Kinane? <laughs> so thanks, Lou, for throwing that out there. But... <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's... But I see what you're saying. It's yeah. like, he definitely does have... Uh, he tells the story and then he tells the tag and then the tag and the tag. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a good person to watch to like, oh, that's how to like the mechanics of it. Exactly. It's, it's basically, um, like don't take, don't take stand up comedy classes. Don't do anything where you have to like, you know, buy something to learn how to do stand up comedy. You learn by listening and you learn by doing. Yeah. But like put a, like, I feel like there's too much emphasis, uh, on learn by doing and not enough on learn by listening. Yeah. And be obsessed with comedy and listen. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, I completely agree with that. And, 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 uh, what I liked uh, about when you first started out was you were not scared to ask comedians about stuff. Yeah. And that was like, uh, kind of refreshing because so many people, uh, they're, they're like, I think probably scared to ask be, just be just based on the idea of like their own personal ego of being like, Hey, I, I want to, I want people to think I know what I'm doing. Well, yeah. Cause like my, I think my whole thing has always been, um, I'm a combination of, I am hyper aware of my own mediocrity <laughs> and, uh, I am driven to always be better. Yeah. So it's, I mean that uh, the combination of that too, it's like, if you, realize if you know because like you're not gonna be an amazing comedian right you know, a year in so it's like figure out what it takes to be a really good comedian you know realize that you're not doing it and it's fine that you're not yeah and then take those steps you know it's like I- i'm not scared to ask people questions because i know that at some point they had those same questions yeah and if they get mad at you for asking those questions, fuck them. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's like, I mean, don't bombard people. Don't be, like, obnoxious. Yeah. But, like, if if you just want to ask, like, a good comedian questions about how to do it, it's like, uh, this is a story I like to bring up a lot uh, because it's just one of the greatest times of my life. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, spend uh, an evening with uh, – my favorite comic, uh, Eugene Merman. And, um, I, I, I did stand up in front of him when I was like, you know, seven months in or whatever. 
and um, you know, I was doing my jokes that I had seven months in. I was, I was just learning how to put jokes together at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Eugene was nice enough to see me do comedy after I talked his ear off about how much I adore him. <laughs> and because uh, I I was weird, I am always weird meeting people I look up to. Yeah, that's just, I you know, get it. Yeah, like, um, but he was also nice enough to like give me pointers. Yeah, and it's like if Eugene Merman can take the time out of his evening after he just did an hour, yeah, to come see me do comedy and then give me pointers. You know, the the local in your area that's been doing it for, you know, seven years has time <laughs> yeah. to do that, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, you're dead on with that. You're yeah. dead on with that. So, Lou, what uh, what else have you been working on lately? Um, but I actually wanted to give one more piece of advice, if I could, okay. real quick. And it's um, just because I feel like uh, it's one thing that I feel like comedians don't talk about enough. Okay. Which is be nice. All right. Yeah. Like, um, because that's true. Yeah. Like if you're like a year in or less, you know, you're probably not a good comedian and that's okay. First of all, but also if you want to get booked on stuff, people will book you just because you're nice. Yeah. Like they'll book you for a bar show. They'll give you seven minutes or 10 minutes. I just like literally the beginning of this episode was talking about how you and I travel because I can spend 13 hours in a car with you. Yeah, like, uh, but yeah, and that's the thing is like, you know, it's, um, you know, when I first started, you know, I was sort of mean to you, like, you know, like, and that, and that's the crazy thing. It's just like, oh, I, like I'm in this new world that's like a lot of machismo and like, it's like such a macho world. So you know, I should do that too. Fuck that. Just be a nice person. Yeah, just be nice. Yeah, be nice. You know, you'll get those ten minutes if you're just nice and the booker likes you. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Be nice, be funny. That's be, all. Be nice, be funny, that's all. Yeah. So, um, my favorite thing about... Um, <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite thing about our, our trip to Austin uh-huh. uh, last year was that um, we spent 14 hours in the car together. Yeah. Spent the weekend together. Yeah. Um, spent 14 hours on the way back home together. Yeah. And then we hung out the next day. <laughs> yeah 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 that was nice it was that, a good time that that was nice i was just like wow i can just do this with zach all the time i can just hang out with zach all the time and it's great <laughs> thanks man yeah man of course so what uh what have you been working on lately uh, <laughs> uh i mean really um i, I i'm I'm just working on my stand-up, you know, like, um, inter- intermi- intermittently, you know, like, as much as I just write, you know, what I've been writing lately, I, uh-huh. um, I also, I'm working on a one-man show. Yeah. Um, about, that's, um, just a central theme of, um, originally I was gonna, uh, perform this, um, on my comedy anniversary, in a couple of days. Yeah. But then I moved out here for the summer. Yeah. Um, and the timing of it was going to be great because uh, the one man show is called, uh, you know, the first two years since it's about the first two years of me being a comedian and just all the weird shit that happened to me in, that, in those two years. Yeah. Like, um, so now I have to watch it cause I feel like I'll probably be mentioned. You will be absolutely. That's... Um, 
I'm just that's the only reason I'll watch it, Lou. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also like the the way I was writing it. It's I started writing it, you know, back in February. Uh huh. Um, because it's all sort of when I came to visit when I was doing America's Got Talent. Yeah, and we were sitting there, and you were like, "I think I'm gonna write something." Yeah, I think I want to work towards something. Exactly. Um, and um, I was, you know, you. I mean, you really uh, motivated me to like write in that fashion as well. Okay. Um, you know, after that conversation, and um, I, I was just going through uh, some really weird shit back then. Uh, back then, it was a couple of months ago. Um, but like, you know, back in uh, like late January, um. Um, I had uh, a nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. uh, at work. Um, I was working full time for, um, uh, you know, sort of name redacted internet startup yeah. company, um, that, um, it, it was a really difficult job that, uh, put a huge, uh, amount of stress on me and <laughs> I, I wanted to write it around that because uh, I went on a leave of absence yeah. uh, from work. I was like um, basically a medical leave, uh, you know, to get my to get my head straight. Yeah. Um, after all this like stress I was feeling, and um, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to base it around that because I specifically remember my manager, my my sales team manager. Just being like, can can you take like can you take one day off a week from comedy? Because it seems like it's giving you a lot of stress as well. And I told him comedy isn't stressing me out. Uh, I lied to him <laughs> about that, and it's just like you know most people I think would have said. I'm going to take a break from comedy so I can do my job and make money. But I was like, they'll give me two thirds of my pay while I take a medical leave. I'm going to keep doing comedy. Of course I am. It's the only thing that that, that keeps me a sane person. <laughs> like, Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's sort of what the one man show is based around. That's how it starts. Yeah. And then just going through all the other things in comedy that stress me out, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot to there's, handle. Exactly. Um, so that and just my, my regular stand-up, my regular jokes. So, Lou. Yeah. Since I have you here with a microphone, mm-hmm. is there anything that you've been wanting to tell me lately? If there <laughs> is, just get it off your chest now. It's... And then we're just going to wrap this show up. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's so funny that you asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't see it, but he's pulling out a list and it's pretty long. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Like I, I feel like if we start from the bottom and just make its way to the top, because I mean the top one is the most obvious thing. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. Well, no. It's also like you know, you know who I am. You know, it's like anything I've ever wanted to tell you, I've already told you. Yeah. And yeah. I probably told you five times. Yeah. It's like you know, um, it's taken. I can't believe it's taken all podcast for me to mention this. You know, like I'm autistic. So it's just like whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I think we gotta start over. 
This well, is groundbreaking stuff. I'm going to get... <laughs> Have you told anyone? <laughs> uh, according to uh, Name Redacted Phoenix Comedian, that's all I talk about in my stand-up. Uh, but, um, like... Um, no, it's it's like I I don't if I want to tell you something I'll probably I'll probably tell it to you. Okay, good. Unless it's like something small, like I don't feel like getting pho. <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, even avoiding pho, and I I found out when we got pho why, <laughs> and it took you weeks to tell me why you're avoiding one of the greatest meals you can have. I I feel self conscious when I ask. I feel self-conscious in restaurants when I have to ask them to remove something from the meal because I am very much a purist, but I hate cilantro so much. I I hate it. I hate that my palate doesn't have room for it. I I hate that. You're not missing anything, man. I hate it's that. Really the, not that great. The Vietnamese people it's who right. work there always give me a weird look when I ask for no cilantro. And it's just like, like I'm shitting all over their culture, and you're not, man. It's cilantro. It's just a thing to add color. It's really what it is. It's it's the worst tasting thing in the world to me. Okay, now that we got that off your chest, yeah. Um, let's Come. let's wrap this up. Okay. Where can people find you on the internet, Lou? All right. Uh, you can uh find me on uh Instagram and Twitter uh at Lou Moon Comedy. And uh, I never post on Twitter, really. Um, <laughs> so just find me on Instagram, uh, at Lee Moon Comedy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's good. And uh, you can always find me on Instagram, Zach Lyman Podcast, which is another reason I want to bring life a podcast, is so people can stop being like, oh, I saw your Instagram. You have a podcast? And then uh, I got to go, yeah. well, I did a thing one time. Anyways, I got to go. <laughs> you want to see this picture of me eating watermelon? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You probably didn't make it this far. I hope you uh, did, though. I hope you uh, leave a comment saying that if you like cilantro or not, and we'll know. We'll know if you made it that far. Anyways, thank you so much. Uh, signing... Uh, what do I say? Oh, oh, I know what I I used to say. Outro music. No, that was rusty. Let's do it again. Outro. No. No. I'm just gonna. Go. Okay.